Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Beyond the Board. Um, What's good? It's been a minute. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, what, three weeks we've taken off? Two weeks, maybe? Uh, It's like two weeks, but like Lizzo said, it's about damn time. Yeah, it is. And, you know, life gets crazy. copyrighted for that? I'd be careful. (laughs) It's all right. It was was an artist and name of a song. I didn't get into it. If I did, then we'd have a problem. No, don't you know? Colin and Lizzo are tight, bro. Yeah, as a that's social media guy. Like, yeah, that's, that's my bitch. <laughs> um, so, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> life's been a little nuts, a little busy for all of us, um, and it's just good to sit back and talk about our nerdy habits. Um, how's life been, fellas? Wild. I know Juan has been wild, you've been wild, but mine has definitely been wild as well. <laughs> all wild. Um, wild 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 that's right um so this week we're going to be diving into another class and guys we are officially halfway through the D 5e classes um holy shit only half uh, no over half over half oh, i, I i'm, oh, pre- I I'm pretty like, sure what? i'm pretty sure monk was halfway yeah. so it just needed to I'm be said yeah um, we had to throw it out there make sure you guys know i think you don't pay attention if you haven't <laughs> i think we have rogue and then we go to sorcerer, sorcerer and then warlock and then wizard and i think we're done oh we no we have the uh one class that uh critical role threw in oh yeah 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 well, the we're blood here. the blood hunter or crimson hunter yeah. whatever it is yeah Blood um, Hunter. Blood they Hunter. use Crimson Rights, but that's for another episode. <laughs> Facts. Uh, as you are the only Blood Hunter player here, so I'll take your word for it. Um, I, uh, one time. One time. Mr. Wick. That was your character's <laughs> name, and it was so I sweet. About that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so this week we're going to be talking about Rangers. Um, and before we go- jump into this, full disclosure um, Rangers are cool. I, I just want to say that. I know they get a ton of hate, and I would agree with you that they were kind of weak before the Tasha's rework, but Rangers are super cool. Um, Rangers, in uh, game sense, are the defenders of civilization. They are that first um, line of defense between the wild and monstrosities and civilization. Oftentimes in game, um, uh, Rangers will wander into communities that have like uh, a monster problem, like um, a cyclops who've wandered in and is stealing sheep. The town folk will hire a ranger to come in and kill it. So they are definitely monster slayers, bounty hunters, and deadly hunters of the wilderness. Um, so going into the main class features, like we always do, we talk about their. Um, oh, sorry, I died. <laughs> that's okay welcome back we're we're, we're, we're chilling <laughs> we're, Sorry. we're still talking about rangers <laughs> um Woo! uh their saving throws are strength and dexterity um and you can think about this in game sense why they give them these and why they have to be proficient in this dexterity uh oftentimes they are wielding um a bow or they are dual wielding something so they have to be super dexterous um maneuvering around certain monstrosities you can think about dragon slayers having to avoid you know the breath weapon and then uh, all sorts of stuff that way uh strength because it takes strength to keep going through um you know keep getting hit and also being able to dish it out you definitely live on your own rangers are a part of these conclaves as we'll get into for their subclasses 
but typically rangers venture out on their own and um, are very much this silent vigil for the people. Or, you know, if a, co if a community gets desperate enough, they can seek one out and hire them to solve their problems. So rangers are really cool. What'd you say? I said you're just Beowulf. Pretty much, yeah. Or like... Did you say you're a silent protector? A watchful guardian? <laughs> A dark knight. A dark knight. There you go. There, a Batman. You could say, um, or like. Yeah, you said uh, a man. Uh, true. Or like The Witcher. I think of The Witcher is very much like that. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, I feel like the Ranger was pretty much just the Witcher class before Bloodhunter came out. Yeah, it, it's true, true because there, you, <laughs> Drew and I just copied each other. Because <laughs> you have like the basic fighting skills, you're like bread and butter, but you still have these like pretty basic spells, but they're so helpful. It's yeah. like it's a shortened up list, but it's a pretty powerful fucking list to have. Yeah, it is. And Rangers uh, used to get a lot of hate, and honestly, they still do um, because they're in combat, they fall short in a lot of ways where it's like, Oh, you want to be dual handling um, scimitar wielder going into combat? Just play a fighter. They'll do it better. If you want to be an archer, just play a fighter. They'll do it better. Yes, that's true. Fighters can do everything rangers can up to a point. They even get spells if they pick up like the Eldritch Knight. And so that was like the main comparison. It's like, oh, if you want to play a ranger, just have a backstory of like a wilderness survival and take fighter class. But there are a lot of cool things built into the class of ranger that makes them unique, especially this whole vibe of being a monster hunter. At level yeah. one, they're able to get favored enemy, which is uh, a really cool ability. And they get us pick the specialization of what they're very good at tracking, hunting, and killing. Um, they can choose anything from aberrations, beasts, celestials, constructs, dragons. <laughs> Hold up. Constructs. So are they just like a master hacker at that point? I don't know. <laughs> dragons. Well, dude, I, I also didn't realize that you can uh, track two humanoid races as well instead of like one type of creature. Yeah. Yeah. So you can choose to forego all these lists of monstrosities and alternatively choose races. So it's like. Which also raises a scary question. If your favorite enemy is races, are you just a supremacist at that point? Well, you could say <laughs> you you could Where's you, the lie? You, Where's the lie? You could go that way, but you could also be like, maybe you are like uh, a US Marshal, which I mean maybe they go in the same way. Yeah, line no, are you a supremacist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not really helping the king. Yeah, I was just gonna say maybe you could say as like your your whole MO is you're hunting down serial killers, maybe like a, a Dexter vibe. Um and okay. and like you could go like you could choose elves like uh, drow. You're specifically hunting drow. Um Things that you what come up. All the drow dudes. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna keep poking holes in this truth. I know. I, I know. Just, disclaimer. Disclaimer. Drew does not mean anything by this. He's just trying to use examples. That's true. It's He's true. Also trying to keep us from being over the top, which we always are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know, uh, give example. Yeah. Um, but I, they, also, I need to point out the level of self of, of self control I've had this entire time because he said dragon like four times. So <laughs> I just stop myself from going dragon these nuts across your face. <laughs> <laughs> And there it is. And there it is. And there it we is. could only go so long. <laughs> 
Oh man, aren't you so glad we're back for another episode? <laughs> this is what happens when we don't get together for two oh, weeks. The and, child just gets stored up. Oh, it's true. It's true. Um, so with this favorite enemy class, they get a bunch of abilities they can. They're better at tracking them. They get to choose a language that they speak on top of that. So rangers are just naturally intelligent. Um, they get to choose additional favorite enemies as they go throughout their travels at sixth level and fourth level. So they, if you choose races each time, apparently you're just a master hunter of all those races. So pretty cool stuff. Um, but there, it, it just makes them drives home that, that they are the protector of civilizations and they're these monster, monster hunters. Uh, the reason why rangers stand out to me over fighters is because I've ran a lot of campaigns that survive, survivability is very heavy. Like I just did the Icewind Dale games and, um, um, what's that one called? A rhyme of the Frost Maiden. <laughs> yeah, fry, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. That's the campaign I just ran. Oh, and yeah. um, having a ranger in the party was essential. I mean, they, they picked Arctic as their um, favorite terrain from Natural Explorer. So, like, the difficult terrain doesn't slow the group down, so they're able to travel between towns fast enough. Uh, they couldn't be lost except by magical means, so even when a blizzard hit, they were still fine um and like they it just gives them a bunch of things they're never if you're traveling alone they can move stealthily at normal pace uh you can forage and you can find twice as much as food um and when you're tracking other creatures you can learn the exact number and size and how long they pass through the area so they are definitely this like guide um aragorn of the dunedain vibe and they like it's it's this very cool like style of play so there's definitely a, a home for the rangers in the game um they get like colin said spell casting at level three um they get up to it's like paladin they get up to fifth level not a whole lot of strong stuff but it's great utility um the, the, again you get to choose your ranger archetype which we'll get into which is the ranger conclave um and another cool feature which just adds to their tracking is primal awareness so you get to focus your awareness on the region around you and you get a sense aberrations celestials dragons go ahead Juan. i got it that way so i just had it the one time <laughs> okay elementals <laughs> fey fiends and undead so like within six miles of you you're if you're in your favorite terrain and if you're not it's just one mile but you just like if you walk into a town and it's all deserted you're like hold up dm let me sense are any of these things you have to say which one but it's like it kind of gives you a hint of what you're going up against it's really cool um they get a bunch of things that help them uh, go into stealth like vanish they get to just take the hide action hide in plain sight they can use camouflage to add 10 plus to their dexterity for stealth um, and then foe slayer is what they get at level 20. Uh, you can add your wisdom modifier to attack rolls or damage rolls and you can uh, make against one of your favorite enemies. You can choose to use this feature before or after the roll, but uh, before any of the effects of the roll are applied. So it's pretty much they just get a bonus uh, to attacking those favorite creatures that they're after. And yeah, it just drives home that foe slayer. So uh, with that, should we move on to our subclasses? I'll take her off. Go for it, dude. Oh, y'all were just silent. I was just yeah, like, oh, no, shit, no, dude. no. You were going to kick us off. Yeah, go for it, dude. I was waiting for like a grades or something. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, you, 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 you send it. Um, This week, I went with the Horizon Walker Enclave. Horizon Walkers, their uh, little like snippet is they guard the world against threats that originate from other planes or that seek to ravage the mortal realm. 
with otherworldly magic. So you pretty much, you're like Doctor Strange. <laughs> it, it's a very cool, different break from like, I guard the realms from living things. You, you guard thing, the, the world from things that people don't even under, can begin to understand. And at that first, third level, when you get to have your enclave, you get the portal, which you gain the ability to magically sense the presence of a planar portal, which if you're playing anything like Abyssal, um, like we've said before, it's not super helpful, but like Celestial, anything coming from beyond the plane you're on, you can detect when it's crossing over and that can go for a lot of things. And Planar Warrior, where you draw the energy from the multiverse and as a bonus action, you can see within 30 feet of you. Uh, you choose one creature and the next time that creature's turn with a weapon attack, all damage dealt by the attack becomes force damage. And you add an extra two D or 1d8 and then it goes up to 2d8 11th level. So you're just like making tears in reality and hitting people with it, which is this fucking wild. Then at seventh level, you get Ethereal Step you learn how to step through the ethereal plane so with the uh the cuts that you're learning to like blast people with you can start stepping through them and making just tears in the fabric of reality which is it it's so wild in the DD reality especially if you have a fun dm like i played with drew and juan they they definitely make it real cool to do things like ethereal step and then the last one i'll do because it like we say it caps out it's not really appreciate important. the shout out if you you guys is my boys. I've played with other DMs and it's really it, it really sinks in like how good I've had my, my first games in the in the world. We done boys? Yeah, okay. A quick break before I get into distance strike. Actually I'll I'll I'll, I'll say distance strike, then I'll get into my tangent of the DM I've played with. Uh <laughs> to cap off the Horizon Walker, you get distance strike at eleventh level. You gain the ability but to pass between planes in the blink of an eye when you use attack action, you can teleport up to 10 feet before each attack to an unoccupied space you can see. If you attack at least two different creatures with the action, you can make one additional attack with, with it against a third creature. So if you hit your two attacks, you can go for three. So it, it's a pretty cool stack on. Wild. Anyway, super strong. Yeah, I've never heard of it until I started researching for this episode. But um, <clears throat> the worst DM I've ever played with in my life. I this was pre-COVID, so I was going to game shops when we were taking our hiatuses because you guys were going to school. You had just had uh, Sage at that point, I think, Drew. Yeah, first kiddo takes a lot yeah. out of you. I mean, as it should. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to shame anyone for not being there when they get there just had their first game. <laughs> um, but I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I went. You should have Show up for the boys, dude. What has that kid done? I've been here for like eight years. Uh, yeah, you've known that kid maybe like, what, a year? You've known me like seven? Come on. True, true, okay. true. I guess, I guess that's true. My bad. Show up at this table and it was the run of the mill. Like they were in a tavern. We were trying to gather information and... It was just one of those nights I was rolling really well. I was picking up on all the different through the shit of all that this DM was throwing. And instead of being a fun DM and being like, man, this guy's really feeling it. Maybe I should throw a curveball. He just threw a fucking spike trap in the middle of the highway that I was strolling down. He was just like, well, you drank a lot tonight, so roll a constitutional. Dang. He's like, you, he's like, you black out the street and lose all your stuff. What are you gonna do? I was like, off a of 14 constitution, I lost all of my things. He's like, yeah, now the town guard's arresting you because you're naked in the street and you can't do anything. I was like, all right, well, you guys have a good night. I was what just like, you guys man. have a good night. I'm out. There, there are <laughs> oh, some, bitch. there are some power trip DMs out there. A fun Reddit like, oh, you... page to dive into as we're 
just like on this tangent real quick is uh rpg horror stories <laughs> i follow that one it is fun. really fun dude on both sides like horror players and horror dms yeah of any type like oh my god some of them get really intense and like with like sexual assault in them and it's like absolutely disgusting um so guys this is a game <laughs> let's not let's yeah, not take this too far you know don't fucking shile a buffet method act pull a teeth out and don't shower for your story <laughs> true true um i've got kind of a, 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 a like a, like an example that i always think of when it's like how to scare the shit out of your players and not be like a power yes. dm and it's let's say your pair your players they make some mistakes they get captured they're being interrogated um your dumbass power trip dm would take that very seriously and maybe let's say you have one of your player characters lose a limb and then you're like oh well you don't have a hand whereas and that and was your main hand so you have disadvantages on all rules it's like yeah you. exactly like there's a whole hill you could go down for that i was about we avoid that altogether and be yeah. and this is low-key more sadistic and i'm a little worried that i thought of this but say <laughs> you're trying to interrogate your players or torture them or whatever just like fuck with them right what you do is you have your like guard take the player one of the players to the other room and then you describe what's go what the main party can hear in the room not where the torture is happening so just be like oh yeah like you hear a bunch of screaming he's begging for his life blah 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 blah. you don't have to have him act him out and then when you cut into what's actually happening in the room the fucking interrogators casting like minor illusion ah, and so oh, you're not even oh. touching your you're not even touching your pcs you're just fucking with them Clever. like that's like come on fuck with your players but you're don't pretty be much asshole. uh pulling in itachi casting him in the, the forever dream the sukiyomi i or like or just like anytime in a spy movie they always pull something over and like they convince the person that it's real it's like that and yeah. then you know the paper the, the paper walls come down and it's like oh yeah i'm fine and you just spilled where the uh hidden village is and you are fine yeah that's kind of cool um i have an interesting uh, story about damn. uh players using losing a limb um i don't know if any of you guys were in that campaign I, I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> so i had um the two players in my one of my my first game i campaign one the first game i dm'd and it went on for like a year and a half and um <laughs> they were engaged to each other okay <laughs> and uh uh in real life they, the players weren't but they're married they, yeah, they're, married, like, they're married now they have two kids two lovely kids. lovely individuals um they uh <laughs> they were exploring this tomb and it, there was this curse in there and this one of them uh starts uh exploring away from the party splits the party and goes into this room and awakens like Ricky this move. awakens this like ghost apparition demon-esque thing and I was there for this. and she is like it's asking her questions and like what is your name and like she's like my name is Griseries which is the name of the the person she's engaged to's character who wasn't in the room and like there, were there characters in a relationship no they weren't they they were both um they were just uh, traveling together um but they're just party members they're just party members yeah and um she this creatures like i will give you power beyond your imagination for a sacrifice 
and she says, done, let's do it. So since she said the other player's name, the all of a sudden the we switch it's scenes. It's like writing another person's name on a blood cup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just damn their son. It it switches to Grisiri's and her arm just falls off. Just completely to the ground. Just like it had just decayed away. <laughs> and um imagine, he, just like walking at a trail that all of a sudden you're a thud, turn around, and you're like, oh, <laughs> Oh. Um, and he got a bunch of buffs to the game, um, but he lost an arm, and he was pissed. <laughs> like to this day, like when we're all getting together as friends, he still brings yeah. it up. Like we'll be at barbecues, and we'll she'll, like uh, we'll play like croquet or some white people shit, you know, and like uh, <laughs> and, and, and you know, um, uh, if she's like winning, he's like. Or that she'll get all he'll get all salty and be like, "Yeah, this is almost as bad as when you made me lose an arm in D and D." Like, but no, it, it was really funny, and he still he still holds on to it to this day. Didn't be laughing as hard as I am. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. He Loki was down with it, though. Like, if he really had an issue with it, he would have been like, "Dude, that wasn't cool." Yeah, um, which I think was like it's like it's yeah. You, they still hold on to it, it brings it up, but it's like more of like a funny thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that's just like. Let's like a good example of like yeah like fuck with your players but make sure yeah. your players are okay with it and i did give him opportunity to run into uh artificer and he made we made him like an iron man hand so like it all worked out he was very down about that yeah so but still so kind of funny story <laughs> yeah um and that was a crazy tangent we just went on <laughs> i um, was gonna say we only got through mine so yeah but Horizon Walker is so sweet, and it was so appealing to me that I chose that one too. Uh, well, dude, you and I have been on a roll the last like two or three. Classes. Yeah, and I think I took Juan's last game too, last uh, um, episode. Last, <laughs> yeah, last game. Yeah. So Andrew. on the fly, <laughs> on the fly, I did switch it up, and but this is one that I had looked into, and I think it's pretty cool, especially because it comes from the OG. Uh, player handbook it's just the hunter uh, subclass so it's all about doing um, members of the hunter conclave specialize in fighting techniques that are used against their most dire threats rampaging orcs hordes of orcs or towering giants and terrifying dragons so at third level you choose uh, one of the following choices you can choose colossus slayer uh, giant killer and horde breaker um, and it gives you a bunch of unique um, features against that specific thing. So like Colossus Slayer is like your your tenacity can wear down the most potent foes. When you hit a creature with an attack weapon, uh, the creature takes an extra 1d8 damage if it's below its hit point maximum. So it's like if they have one hit under, they're doing extra damage. Super cool. You can only do it once per turn. Makes sense. Um, and then it's all about adding these like tactics to their game. So like at level seven, they get defensive tactics where you can choose either escape from the horde, multi-attack defense, steel will, um, which is like you have advantage against being frightened. You get extra bonus a four to your AC when there are multiple attacks made at you in one turn or opportunity attacks against you are made with disadvantage. Super cool stuff. At 11, they get to choose volley or whirlwind attack. Um, you can attack all creatures within five feet of you, which is crazy. Uh, volley, you can make a ranged attack against number of creatures within 10 feet of you, up to a point that you can see within range. Crazy. 
Definitely legless vibes from that one. And then Superior Hunter's Defense, you can choose Evasion, Stand Against the Tide, and Uncanny Dodge. A bunch of stuff that just helps you to um, stay on your toes and move around the fight without taking a bunch of damage. So I chose Hunter. There's a lot of cool things you can do in that, and especially if you're like, want to do the Witcher vibe and you don't want to play, uh, frick, what's that called? Blood Hunter. You could take the Hunter Conclave and just drive home that you are this monster slayer. So pretty cool stuff. And yeah, it's another fun class that you do. Pretty good from the fly there, little Ruby boy. Hey, I'm always ready. I'm always ready. <laughs> I, keep, I keep that thing on me. He's an Eagle Scout. He's always prepared. <laughs> How dare you? I'm a life scout, okay? I never did my project. <laughs> oh, well, I take that back. Never mind. Hey, aren't you an Eagle Scout project? Aren't you an Eagle? I actually am. Yeah, am look at you. You oh. could go into the military and be E2 right off the bat. Way to go, bro. And in, in, in all forms except physical, I am an Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, dude. You... I had everything done except for the project, and I didn't want to do it. <laughs> so but i am jealous uh, of you uh shout out schneider ds uh who was a great scoutmaster and was a great young men's leader uh for for my church group growing up uh, if it weren't for that man i uh would not have done it heck yeah i and i probably would have been a lot more of a shithead so uh shout out that guy anyways yeah, awesome. and i'm gonna talk about the fey wanderer and nice. like i swear to god if drew or colin picked this one i'm a i'm a flip of shit <laughs> a whole turd this is the only hint you are getting throughout the episode for uh, my characters at the end of this, because cool. I very much Got think it. that they would be a Fey Wanderer uh, Ranger. I'm convinced. Uh, and I'll make my argument at the end. But the Fey Wanderer um, is kind of dope. If you're kind of like a champion of both sides. You've either been like blessed with like a like just like fey magic or like you befriended a fairy you ate something from the fey wild whatever you want to spin your backstory to um but you are just like this mystical ranger monster hunter essentially um and you're there to like protect both sides um i kind of just like your whim what's cool is i think the, the the dopest feature is at 15th level you can cast misty step misty step a number of your wisdom modifiers so like that's like anywhere between Damn. like one to five times for a long rest and misty step you just step into the fey wild as like a bonus action and you also gain the ability to take a willing creature with you within five feet so it's like okay cool we need to make a quick getaway let me just uh teleport dimensions on a whim without using a spell slot and wow. other than that like you just get a bunch of you just get a bunch of like fairy buffs it's pretty dope like you get uh, <laughs> you buff fairy <laughs> yeah you can summon fey uh because the fey really like you um at the 11th level at 7th level you gain you advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened so very much just like you are essentially a fairy ranger and i think that's cool that is super cool i thought about doing that one too and i went with horizon walker so we all three were kind of right there with that vibe and um, then the the spells you get uh it's so you get charm person missy step to drop magic dimension door and mislead which are all very like teleporty i'm going to fuck with you vibes and i fuck with that yeah really oh, really solid spells. spells especially for a ranger getting like mislead that's that's a great spell or a, a ranger with person or Dimension Door? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Why didn't we even <laughs> mention that one? Dimension Door. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Wild stuff. Um, so should we go into our characters that we made? Yeah. Again, I'll, I'll cap us off. Yeah. Do it, dude. Um, so I created Criff Golden Eagle. They are uh, yes. heir heir to the Golden Eagle tribe of Uthgard. 
Hell yes, I love it already. Uh, he left his land to make contact with Southern land and seek help of and to help modern civilization and bring his tribe into the new age and unite all tribes as fighting to share and exchange knowledge, goods, and so much more. He is targeted by the anti-exchange group and has a price on his head by those who seek to keep their way of life in the caves, mountains, and other hidden areas. And he's an era cobra, so he pretty much is just like a gold eagle. Nice. Air Coker are sweet. And it plays into that dexterity vibe, and you get a buff to which never helps us, which <laughs> never hurts. <laughs> right. As a ranger, said <laughs> never helps. But <laughs> yeah, having those extra two buffs, especially on one of your saving throws, super dope. And I just like his backstory of like, I, I don't know why, but I always like having an extra. I'm being by an extra force because it makes it more fun when you start to just like start dodging out of areas and people are like what are you doing dude and you can either keep it secretive or let the party in on it i don't know it's just, it, it opens the door for a lot of fun stuff and i think kind of playing the black panther of wakanda like i i want to step out and exchange our knowledge and goods with the outer world because we stuck to ourselves there's right. so much we can learn from each other yeah I no, think that's it's just sweet. a super rare ideology in uh, D. Well, everyone's like, nope, we stick to ourselves and no one else gets our. What? That's unheard of. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's super sweet. Um, just staying in order thing. Uh, I'll go next. Um, the reason why I chose the Horizon Walker is because it definitely played with this character that I wanted to showcase. And um, I haven't come up with a name for her. But yeah, I'm glad you chose the um, Fae Touched. Is that the class you chose? Yeah. 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 Fae Wanderer. Fae Wanderer. Yeah, okay. So what I would do is the reason why I chose Horizon Conclave is because it was Horizon Walker. It was all about extra planar activity. So I think it would be cool to play like an Eladrin, um, like an elf from the Fae Wild who is under... Um, like oh what's her name um the main deity for the summer court um which is like the whole fairy pantheon within oh, the fairy like wild yeah the queen fairy oh my god titania titania that's yes right. you know which is which tea. is kind of funny um did you uh, have any of you guys seen sword art online yep so like that fairy that fairy arc lady titania titania and king oberon those are the king and queen of the fae wild the fae wild yeah so kind of well, cool that uh I'll give the, it some points i guess yeah it for that. It. It, it, that 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 show is so weird man like it it i i've seen up to that point you know i saw the fairy that's arc because you do you do need to watch the second season to get the full cap of what it, it gets season. worse like but, the first half the first half of the first season is okay and yeah. you stop it after they leave the game i'm like okay cool like i get it they should have fine yeah they, it should have just ended there and then when it keeps going that's when you, the problems start to show yeah and then it just gets yeah. worse from and there. you know it is very rapey like the vibes in that show um like, not even very it, it, it is uh, yeah it incredible. happens once a season yeah you can feel free to cut this out but I, I need you to know this uh once a season the main character has to save the main female of that season from being raped by another person yeah it happens yeah. to every single main character 
while they're unconscious alongside and it's yeah usually they're unconscious or whatever like Gross. it starts from Disgusting. it gives you a very very vibe and then it full-on just happens yeah so yeah I, i'm not i i don't like that stuff <laughs> so. yeah we don't, we don't need to put that in there <laughs> no just it's fine that, it, we, we can take it out that if it's you trash, want, and that's why well it's up to you i you can i'll leave it in, i am whatever. very public about how much i fucking hate sword art sword yeah life because it's it's well, the thing is it's unnecessary no it in there once and the i was gonna say it, there, it doesn't drive it doesn't drive any bit of no because it's not normal yeah it's not it's not good and yeah so like even watching it that fairy art conclusion where she's all tied up and stuff i was like yo this is this is effed <laughs> why is it only rated like 14 this should be like way rated higher like kids are watching this stuff man yeah um, like if it had ended there i'd probably be like all right cool like it's just like the villain just gives off creepy vibes but like nothing happens and then it yeah. just gets it, get, it he, just goes it escalates when yeah. it doesn't need to it doesn't yeah it's it, it's effed to say the least um back to my character um <laughs> so i i would definitely play this hunter horizon walker ranger underneath uh queen titania um and this group of adventurers snuck into the Feywild and stole uh, stole an uh, heirloom from her. And since they're extra planar, because they're not um, uh, from the Feywild, they would send their Horizon Walker after them to the Material Plane to hunt them down. So you'd play this character from the Feywild, this elf. What you did there. Yeah, and so it's like they travel into the Prime Material Plane to bring back this artifact to the Summer Court and also to like either bring them to judgment there or, you know, dead or alive type of stuff. And so she would, for her, you know, um, favorite enemy, she would take like humans, orcs, whatever, just, just these races that she's trying to hunt down this adventuring group who just were on a quest to get this artifact and came back in. Little, little did they know, invoked the wrath of the queen of the summer court. And so now this horizon walkers after them. And I think that'd be really cool. Her alignment would be neutral, uh, chaotic neutral, because she's from the Feywild. They follow her own rules. She's literally following the whims of her queen and goddess. So that when she goes to the neutral, the prime material plane, probably lots of people would perceive her as evil because the customs are not the same. But she's just very much of the Feywild. Oh, you tried to steal from me? I'm going to cut your arm off type of thing. You know, like it's... We're just looking at her like, what the fuck? It's just different. It's a cultural sh uh, culture shock from going from the Feywild to the prime material plane. All she's trying to do is bring back this artifact. So that's kind of what I would do there. I like that character. Thanks. Um, I don't know why it gave me big T-800 vibes. I don't know <laughs> what that is. But that was really cool. Um, and I also have to point out that you made, you found an excuse to say species, like why a, a, a favorite species is your favorite enemy without it being racist. <laughs> I commend you for that. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so for mine, um, I'm going to cheat and use the, I'm going to turn this into the character of the week, um, because it's their backstory. So before I give the, the backstory for my ranger um your only other guesses other than that they are a fey wanderer ranger is that um they are it's a male it's he um and he's from a video game okay oh i don't know if you remember oh. enough one but have i said it before um not that i can remember 
that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> um, so are I we? Are, before, so we're doing the guessing right now before you reveal. Yeah, we're doing the guessing right now because okay. I'm gonna cheat and I'm because I'm. Here's the thing: I would definitely use something like this for my backstory if I play okay. a ranger, which would definitely be a fate wanderer. Now, <clears throat> I have said this person, but I think it's right on the money, so I'm just gonna go for it. Is it Talion from uh, Wrath of War of the Ring or whatever uh, Shadow of Mordor? Shadow Mortar, very close. Okay. Very, very close. It is not though. Though okay. you're pretty close. Okay. And you'll, you'll see what I mean because okay. it's it's that similar vibe where it's it's a video game main character who has like an otherworldly patron. Okay. Cool. Ah, that double stuck with me. Um, the I uh, forget his name every time, but the main character of Persona Five. Ooh, close, close, very, very close. I will say that Joker from Persona Five. That's nice. Um, I was gonna have them be my pick for Warlock. I ended up going with something else. Sweet. And we'll find that out when we do the Warlock episode. Nice. But, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, no, but, I'm but, literally Warlock. all of all of the Persona Five characters are literally all Warlocks, uh, but their pact is with themselves, their true selves. Fun fact. We'll get to that when we get to Warlock. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, incorrect, though you're both very, very close. Uh, my that. character is, um, and it's from a very specific video game in the franchise, uh, Link from Twilight Princess. Oh, snap. Okay. Nice. Okay. Nice. Very well done. Yeah, I can totally it, see Literally, that. the Misty Step is a game mechanic yeah. uh, where yeah. you can um, teleport anywhere on the map that you've uh, killed the shadow, like, shadow beasts from. Um, literally midnight is your fae yeah yeah midnight is your fae that like has taken a liking to you um you know the extra step is she turns you into a furry because you get to turn into a a wolf but (laughs) you are essentially you know you are the only you're the hero of light who can uh, transfer through like the the regular world and the world of Twilight, which is a very good very good indicator of what the, how the Baywild works in D anD D. Yeah, so, that's uh, awesome. The character for the week is uh, Link. Heck yeah, he Twilight needed Princess. to be in this, like he did. He needed to be in this. Yeah. And this one just made the most sense because it's like he's he's got that versatility, like like that focus with the bow, but also sword and shield. Um, yeah. And you know we all know Link's backstory. Yeah. Um, Triforce of Courage chooses him. He's always the hero of legend. Um, my favorite part is watching the screenshots of people that like name Link my homie, my, my dude, or my homie, or, like my dude. Um, because then it'll be like, my dude, you need to save the world. <laughs> Finally, my dude, you have come to the great Deco tree. <laughs> but I just, I just, I don't know. I've been very appreciative of uh, how much uh, Zelda has done for me over the years. So I figured I'd give it a shout out. Yeah. Um, and I think it's cool that it's like you know, farm boy destined for greatness. Uh, we've seen that trope before, but it's yeah. like, you know, I like this one because I, I really like the kid cast um, that's in it. And you remember the play, the, you like, yeah. you're like a, uh, like a big brother to the other kids in the village. Yeah. And that being like the exciting incident to get you on this journey, I think is very badass. Yeah, it's cool. And you know what? Twilight Princess went way hard. Like that game oh, is so, so, hard. so good. And, um, like the Tarzan album by Phil Collins, it he, didn't have to slap that hard, but it fucking did. Yeah, and you I want to snort whatever they were snorting when they made that. Game. Yeah, and like I don't, <laughs> I, I, I still think during the Tarzan soundtrack, I want to snort that. <laughs> I still think uh, Ocarina or Ocarina of Time is my favorite one, just for nostalgia. Like that was the first video game I played to completion as a kid on the Nintendo sixty four. Um, but Twi- Twilight Princess was awesome such a great game and i get i haven't played breath of the wild all the way through yet so i can't i can't really compare it to the other ones but i've heard that one's good too breath of the wild amazing 
Uh, one of the reasons I like Twilight Princess so much is it's one of the few games you actually murder Gan- Ganon other than just stealing him. Like, yeah. you straight up just, like, shank his ass. <laughs> Here for it. And it's like, you get the dark side of Link, too, you know? Like, it's 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 cool. It's a cool game. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's well done. And so that's what you do for your character as well, then. Yeah, I would do something like, um, you know, uh, I really, so I really like the, the monster slayer trope, and I, uh, like folk hero sort of a thing and so i think it's really cool that it's like all right random like oldest kid in a village uh runs off to go save some kids who get taken by i guess at this point fey creatures um and he runs off bumps into a fellow fey who has been like hey there's some fuckery going around help me fix it and then they grant you some additional powers on top of just the things you're naturally good at from being a farm boy uh and having like sword training from the other like capable man in the village yeah. You missed the chance to say, hey, listen. <laughs> you know, hey, look, listen. Hey, hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, really great stuff. Really fun character class. Um, also, could argue that that's Peter Pan. Yeah. I Okay, have, this is so off tangent, but have you seen that um, writing workshop where they pose Peter Pan as the bad guy? Yeah, he's like kidnapping kids. I yeah, think that'd be really sick. Yeah, it would be. And, it's uh, like from Captain Hook's point Captain of view. Captain Hook is here to save them. Yeah, he's like, I finally escaped and I've gone back, but no one recognizes me because I, when I left Neverland, I aged and I come back as this 35 year old man with all the other boys who escaped with me trying to get the lost boys from the clutches of this never-ending nightmare like it's so sweet it's a really cool way of thinking it we should do a one-shot peter pan vibe game. i was like we should do a, a one-shot peter pan campaign that'd be sick that'd be super cool um so Throw it in the comments if you think we should do that <laughs> uh so really cool uh backstories that you could pull from i'm playing shmi <laughs> shmi what a guy man um so um going into the lore of the game i've kind of mentioned this a little bit at the very start uh rangers uh they roam the lands uh defending civilizations um there are a lot of conclaves that just wander around Faerun. um if there's ever like a big calamity that happens um like when uh, tiamat and the cult of the dragon was running around the sword coast i would imagine a lot of the hunter um conclaves were involved with taking those out and trying to stop dragons from overthrowing things um when a giant gets too close or a cyclops like i used in the in the example in the character um abilities they they will be the ones that are usually shipped out to do that um in some of the big cities they are like the special forces you can think of like the u.s rangers the first responders to incidents that's kind of what they do um they are common in a sense but true rangers who are of the wild and for the wild are kind of rare who are just wandering around trying to protect people just because that is their destiny is rare but people who are hired to be monster slayers like the witcher is not that that happens pretty frequently and i mean come on give a coin to your witcher right um and uh in in the game you gotta toss that coin don't just give it to him you gotta toss that coin (laughs) that's right and um in um the game the famous ranger we're gonna talk about how could i not pass up the chance we're gonna talk about drist warden and this will be the last (laughs) drist (laughs) the last mention of drist i swear on everything in this podcast (laughs) (laughs) um granted i'm only book four now uh no yes 
halfway through book four so i don't know his whole story and i wasn't going to look it up to get spoils because why would i do that to myself so i'm going to go ahead and tell you up to the point where i know so drist is <laughs> of the <laughs> is of the family de warden in the underdark of the city of menzo berenzon the capital city of the Dwar- of the drow um and he doesn't vibe with their ideals they're very much cutthroat bloodthirsty elves who were banished from the surface to the underdark and they took up their patron deity Lolth, the spider deity queen of darkness and chaos she's not a great great person <laughs> a great god um and uh he learns at a young age that he doesn't fit in while everyone's bloodthirsty and takes um this honor and savagery and doing raids to the surface surface elves and like killing and looting he doesn't vibe with that there are a lot of times in the books where he goes on these raids with like his older brother Deenan and he will like try to save the people while not like giving it away that he's not killing them so in this one particular incident he storms the surface with a band of drow warriors and while they're slaughtering all these people around them he sees this little girl running towards him and he like trips her and is like puts his hand on her back and is like she can't understand but it's like please please don't move and he like cuts up her back just like her shirt and stuff so like and he like takes blood from his arm and like wipes it on her back to like show that like she looks dead but he didn't want to kill her and so like he stands over her and the whole party leaves and like she's just sobbing on the ground because like all her family died but like she's still living so that was drist was horrified by all these experiences of the drow which was considered normal and so he fled and he left to the surface where he became um he learned to become a ranger and like the ways in the natural world with from um um can't remember his name i just they call him mushi (laughs) he's this old ranger who's blind and like he speaks with animals and he teaches driss the way of mialiki the goddess of nature and with um his help he learns his place in the world where he is this forefront uh responder for uh, monstrosities and then that's like his backstory and eventually ends up in icewind dale where the crystal shard event happens and he helps um organize the war tribes with uh wolf wolfgar and um he does a bunch of other crazy events that i know of in the future <laughs> but i don't know all the details so i'm not going to say anything um uh, but he's a really cool guy he is definitely a ranger who dual wield scimitars uh, he's very cocky because he's so good he has like this dark side to him where like he had to survive in the underdark by himself for like 50 years and so like he goes into like this predator mode and he's just like even his companions who are really good friends with him and who trust him fully are like yeah drist is dangerous like if there's like 14 ogres he's like we could take them (laughs) so he's very much brash and uh, one of the main characters in the books wolfgar his like best friend who drist actually trains for the barbarian episode i did wolfgar without actually knowing he comes into the drist books kind of funny um and uh wolfgar says in the book he's like uh i know for sure how i'm gonna die is drist is gonna get me into the fight we can't win <laughs> so um and he's just okay with it he's like accepted it you fought. die with the homies yeah you know and um from doing wolfgar's uh episode in barbarian i know he does die because drist gets a bit into something so it's very foreshadowing um and uh but yeah that's drist he fights with two scimitars he uses um uh, astral being known as Guenevar. It's this black panther that um, fights with him. 
Um, and yeah, he definitely the epitome of a ranger so really cool stuff you can throw them into your into your games this is wandering nomad who fights for the people and as a drow he's very much on the out the fringes of society because no one trusts drows for good reason for what i said and just barely about the raids so really cool stuff that's our ranger for the week one already did him oh man are we done <laughs> We're done, though. Oh, yeah. freak. It's been so long. I forget our, our segments. I, yeah. Sorry about our editor. Uh, sorry to our editor, uh, aka Jer. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Oh. All those tangents are staying. Yeah, in. we're staying in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been super solid. And um, yeah, guys, it's good to be back. Let's not let it do three weeks uh, till Rogue. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for being patient. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, uh, we really appreciate it. Once again, um, please check out uh, Patty Knox because he's hitting us with those good vibes um, with the intro, outro, and background music. And of course, follow us on our social medias. Colin is our dude for that. Damn right. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, we'll talk to you next time. Later, y'all.